was Pepe. Out to cross, and he's crossed well for Aubameyang. Arsenal strike first to Wembley. Through their most reliable source of goals. Tierney. Lovely weight on that ball. Pepe. Carl Walker tight to him, and the blue shirts flood around. Tierney again. Well, that's a brilliant pass, and there's no flag on Aubameyang. Aubameyang for two. He's done it. What about this for a Wembley scoreline? Arsenal two, Manchester City nil. And Aubameyang's got them both. Martinez goes long and that is it. What a win. What a performance from Arsenal. The apprentice outsmarts the master. And the underdogs beat the holders. Arsenal will be back at Wembley for next month's final. Deserve it. 2-0 winners over Manchester City this evening. There's James. Siders really got going in this first half. This is Cesar Aspilicueta again for Giroud. Oh, and it's found a way through. Chelsea's in-form striker does it again in this competition. It's a really well-delivered cross. It's an excellent finish. But should David De Gea do a bit better here? I think he should. That's good. Pressure there from James, and he's given it away to Mason Mount. And Mount just lining up the shot, and it's found a way through to Hare. Oh, what a time to score right at the start of the second half. That's a big mistake from De Gea. Mason Mount makes it 2-0 for Chelsea. Too many mistakes now from De Gea. And here's Alonso with the cross, and it's turned in. And surely now, Chelsea are heading to the FA Cup final. Zipped in by Alonso. And it's an own goal from Harry Maguire. Rudiger flung himself at it. Super ball in. 3-0 Chelsea. And it was tight until moments before half-time. Chelsea with a better side, but... Haven't found a way through, but since then they have dominated. They've scored at the right times. And they've been far too good for a dispirited Manchester United side. Nice moment between the two managers, but no question at all about the result. Giroud, a real star for Chelsea. And they will head through to the final. Full-time score, Manchester United 1, Chelsea 3. This EPL show special FA Cup final bonus edition is presented by mybookie.ag. Sports are back and mybookie is offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. Plus, deposit this week and get a free $10 NBA future. That's mybookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code SGP to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. And... 
Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You are listening to the EPL show FA Cup final special here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter at SGP EPL. Keep throwing out those free play winners for you guys. But of course, all roads lead to my website, lockbetting.com, where we have a 47 and 15 season record in the KBO. 46 and 11 run after a 1 and 4 start. That really is our record. Some people find it unbelievable, but that is what we are doing. 46 and 11 run, 47 and 15 overall. And here on the EPL show, the lock record for the season as we're about to give our, our final lock for the season currently sits at 43 and 17. I said I wanted to do a 60 lock season and conclude with a with a final lock here on the FA Cup, but you're actually going to get 61 because I forgot that I gave out a futures lock on Chelsea to finish above Leicester in the league, or another way to bet that would be Leicester not to qualify for the Champions League. They failed to do so last weekend, so we already sit at 43 and 17. Another incredible season, a good follow-up to finishing 47 and 11 last year. I didn't think that that was beatable. Obviously, it's proved that it wasn't, but who's going to complain about 43 and 17? And we get the 61st lock here on this weekend's FA Cup final between Arsenal and Chelsea. Before we move on and break down this FA Cup final, let me take a second here to let you know what soccer podcasts we have got coming out here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network over the next month because it's going to be a hectic schedule. So shortly after this, you're going to see the Europa League preview. It's going to be a full preview of the Europa League. Shortly after that, you're going to see a Champions League preview. So Europa League preview, Champions League preview, all coming to the feed this week. Shortly after that, you're going to see a preview of the round of 16, the remaining games for the Europa League. Shortly after that, you're going to see a preview for the round of 16 Champions League games. So four podcasts coming at you in the next seven days. We're going to follow that up with a quarterfinal preview for the Europa League, a quarterfinal preview for the Champions League. Then there's going to be a semi-final show covering the two Europa League semi-finals and the two Champions League semi-finals collectively, followed by a final show looking at both of the finals for the Europa League and the Champions League as well. So a ton of shows coming your way. Eight overall shows coming after this one. So keep your eyes peeled to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed for those. Plus, let me now announce what I've been teasing for a few weeks. There's going to be an independent soccer feed for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We can announce that next year there will be three regular shows at a minimum and we may add in some other shows in terms of um, international shows and some European shows, maybe look at some La Liga stuff and some Serie A stuff from time to time. But 100% Every single week, you are going to get a Bundesliga show and the 
EPL show as well. So that Bundesliga show, Das Bundesliga show, is permanently coming to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on a brand new soccer feed. I'll have more information over the next coming weeks, but that is the big announcement. And of course, the other show, the third show that's going to be on there and is already on the SGP is going to be the Champions League show. So when there is Champions League football, there will be a Champions League show. So they are the three main shows that we are going to deliver on the brand new Sports Gambling Podcast soccer feed. So that is the big news. I'm going to have my own feed now. I'm going to have three regular shows and I'm going to add additional shows as and when. And of course, you can still find me on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm going to be on the fight show still. It's still going to be my show on the SGP Network. What we're going to do temporarily is just so people get used to it or people don't wonder where where the shows have disappeared to the shows are going to run simultaneously we're going to run them on the sgp network and we're going to run them on the soccer feed but the idea is for you guys to subscribe to the soccer feed i'm going to keep hammering it on every single show we're going to heavily promote this until you guys understand that soccer will be coming off the sports gambling podcast network before the 2020-21 season. So the first EPL show of next season will be exclusively to the brand new soccer feed. So while you will get the show on both feeds, with the feeds launching in the next seven days, you will have to subscribe to the soccer feed exclusively to get all of those all of the content, those three shows for next season. So as I said, more information coming in the coming weeks, but that is the big announcement. We had some serious increase in our soccer numbers that's Bundesliga show was massively popular obviously the EPL show always has been because of the amount of free money we give away on here so we're moving forward unbelievably soccer is going to be a massively prominent fixture here for the sports gambling podcast that was unthinkable when we started with the 2014 World Cup six years ago people were actually complaining that soccer's on the feed let me make it clear to you soccer is without a doubt the number one sport in the world. And just to put it into perspective, the Soccer World Cup is 246 times bigger than the Super Bowl. 246 times bigger than the Super Bowl. It's a fact. Go and look it up. This is the number one sport in the world. This is the number one bet sport in the world, worldwide. In case you missed the name, You are listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It needs to feature the number one sport in the world. And now finally, soccer is getting what it deserves. It's going to rightfully have its own feed. Everything that I wanted is about to come to fruition in the next week. And to be honest... It couldn't have happened without you guys. Yes, maybe I converted some of you and maybe you heard about how much money we were winning over on the EPL show and that's why you came aboard and it's always more fun to watch a sport and bet on a sport when you're winning in it and maybe that plays a part. But we don't know. All we know is that you guys have got on board the soccer train. You've made this happen. So I want to thank you guys for making that possible, making this mission possible that we set out to achieve six years ago. And as I said, next week, it will come to fruition. A brand new soccer feed here for the number one sport in the world on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Let's now move on with the show. Let's start covering this FA Cup final between... Arsenal and Chelsea from Wembley this weekend. Before we do that, let me let you know that everything that we're giving out here, everything that we're covering, as always, you can go and find it over at 
at mybookie.ag. The NBA is returning in less than a week. You're damn right, it is. Mark your calendars, folks. This week, the NBA makes its much-anticipated return to action with a slate of games and the Lakers still considered the favourites to win it all. I can think of no better place to get in on the action by placing a bet at mybookie.ag. It's simple with mybookie. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid. Join today and MyBookie will double your first deposit. And not only will they match you dollar for dollar, but also throw in a free $10 futures bet on the NBA. Just sign up using the promo code SGP. Let me also take a quick second out here to tell you about DraftKings. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than compete for a shot at $1 million. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. So, Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code SGP for a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code SGP to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. So let's break down this weekend's FA Cup final now where Arsenal take on Chelsea. Arsenal are the outright 6-5 to five underdogs to win the trophy this weekend. That means they can get it done in extra time or penalty shootouts. They don't need to win it in 90 minutes. Chelsea are 8-13 to 13 to do it. The 90-minute market see Arsenal as a 9-4 underdog. It's 23-10 to 10 the draw and it's 6-5 to five on Chelsea. Now, we could inundate you here with statistical data, but if we did that for the Manchester City game, which we did, we all saw that it ended up going very wrong for us because Arsenal turned up on the day and ended up winning that FA Cup final. So we could waste time here pulling up tons of data for Arsenal and Chelsea and and everything that goes with that. And over the years, if we did that, you'd be able to see that Chelsea have controlled this fixture. But this is a new Arsenal team with, with Mikel Arteta. He's the first manager that I can remember that's gone in there and has fixed this Arsenal defence. Even Arsenal's most successful manager over the last 20, 30 years, Arsene Wenger, didn't have to fix a defence. He inherited a defence and then built around that and organised them better. So I don't want to diminish the achievements of Arsene Wenger, but Mikel Arteta had an impossible job here sorting out one of the most lacklustre defences in the league when you're looking, when you're considering that Arsenal are a a top four contender. There isn't anyone really in this Arsenal team that I think any of the other top four clubs would have with the exception of Hector Bellerin on his day because let's remember this was a player that was once linked to Barcelona. So he's making chicken salad out of chicken shit here with these players that he's got in defence and although the problems aren't fully resolved because we saw at the weekend Arsenal fall apart against Watford and almost almost concede the the victory to Watford from 3-0 up they ended up being pegged back to 3-2 we've seen this Arsenal team being beaten by Aston Villa but we also saw this Arsenal team shut down Manchester City in a performance that some could argue that that is the kind of performance that you point to and say that puts their name on the trophy because Manchester City just couldn't break down this Arsenal brick wall and I don't know entirely if Arsenal are going to pay the same respects here to Chelsea and implement that same sort of strategy in this game where 
they come along here to to park the bus as such and to restrain Chelsea. I don't know if Chelsea warrant that kind of respect. We don't quite have the same personnel in this Chelsea team when you're looking at players like uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Mares, and Raheem Sterling who are out and out match winners and you need to really be wary of them and do a good job in making sure that they don't tear you to pieces. And these guys barely had a kick. I mean, Arsenal were restricting Manchester City to long shots from outside of the box. And obviously, Chelsea have players that can open you up doing that. Willian's capable of, of finding a goal from, from nowhere. You've got Mason Mount, who scored that goal against May United, although it was a bad mistake by David De Gea. You obviously have Christian Pulisic, who is now emerging as a good replacement for Eden Hazard, give it another two seasons, and Pulisic could be that replacement given time. So Arsenal are coming up against a team that do have quality players that can unlock the door, but as I said, I go back to it, and I go back to alluding to the fact that Manchester City weren't able to pick this lock when Arsenal were able to put out a fully concentrated performance, and there's more to this than Arsenal, more to this for Arsenal than just winning one trophy. Arsenal need to win this in order to qualify for Europe this season, but If they don't do that, would that possibly be a blessing in disguise? Now, I'm not saying for one second that Arsenal think there's any kind of silver lining to losing this game, but maybe they'll realise that silver lining in the midway point of next season when they have a very, very small 40 to 46 game schedule and are not playing European football and are not doing the Thursday-Sunday Europa League schedule. When they aren't faced with that dichotomy, then maybe Arsenal will be the beneficiaries of it by not winning this FA Cup. So maybe then... They will see the uh, the silver lining in terms of not winning this trophy. But do I think Arsenal won't win this trophy? Do I think Chelsea are a worthy favourite? I do think Chelsea are a worthy favourite when you look at their end of season form, when you look at the fact they beat a Manchester United team, and you look at the fact that they've already qualified for the Champions League. But... This team are susceptible to conceding goals. Now, whereas they've made signings like Werner and Zayac and the length to Kai Havertz, that's a lot of positions where Chelsea need to strengthen up. Arsenal are going to be dangerous here on the counter-attack, just as they were against Manchester City. And if they do manage to successfully come in and implement that strategy one more time, they've already pulled it off against a better team. So there's actually value on Arsenal lifting this trophy here at 6-5 to five against Chelsea, a Chelsea team that, as I said, aren't as good and aren't as dangerous as Manchester City. I think when you look at the over-under markets for this game, it's a key indicator to me that the bookies are expecting Arsenal to come here and definitely implement this strategy. So there's two different types of of Arsenal that we've seen over recent weeks. There's a team that will take the game to you when they're playing against the likes of Watford and they're playing against an Aston Villa team who who beat Arsenal with a a goal from a set piece, which Arsenal are still susceptible to conceding goals from set pieces. And there's no way Mikel Arteta is going to come in and immediately fix those errors unless, of course, Arsenal do go ahead and sign a a top centre-back this summer. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what the situation is with... William Salabia, who's a top centre-back, a 19-year-old French centre-back that Arsenal signed last season and sent him out on loan. I wonder if there's any plans to bring him back in and to, and to sort of bleed him into this, this first team at some point because I do think that he's potentially better than anything Arsenal have, certainly better than David Luiz, who, who shouldn't really be playing regularly for any kind of top six or top eight Premier League team. But the bookies lines, as I said, suggest that Arsenal are going to play this tactic because we have the over-under lines here set at 10 to 11, 10 to 11, 10 to 11 for the under and 10 to 11 for the over. But I think 
it's really difficult to bank on the under in this one because if Arsenal don't manage to contain Chelsea at the start of this game, and I imagine the first 20, 30, 40 minutes is going to be Chelsea keeping the ball and trying to penetrate this Arsenal team. If Arsenal don't manage to hold them at bay, then all of a sudden you have an Arsenal team that came in with a game plan to contain Chelsea and hit them on the break. Now chasing the game. Now, this could lead to Arsenal equalising because Arsenal have the quality to to score a goal. We've seen their attacking players. Or leaving significant gaps at the back and being ripped open by Chelsea, which leads us to the over in this game. So your underplay essentially needs Arsenal to be able to contain this Chelsea for the first 45 minutes of the game. Then I think you're in good shape. Then I think if Chelsea score... The worst that can happen is that Arsenal can possibly equalise or leave themselves susceptible to Chelsea going two ahead. But I don't think there's much more time to to you suffer any more damage than that if you're on the under. But it's really essential that Arsenal manage to contain them for the first 45 minutes or score. Because if Arsenal score, I think it's different to Chelsea scoring because Chelsea will be applying the initial pressure and controlling the game at the start anyway. So if Arsenal score, that isn't going to change the pattern of play. You're still going to have a Chelsea team trying to break this Arsenal team down but instead of hunting for the first goal of the game they'll be hunting an equaliser so much like the Manchester City game Arsenal to score the first goal doesn't change the pattern of play but if Chelsea manage to open the scoring I think we're pretty certain it's pretty certain that we're going to see an over in this game so I don't like the markets it's just interesting for me to mention what the market says because they're very much expecting an Arsenal team to come here and contain Chelsea because over the years I don't think you would have got 10 to 11 10 to 11 on an over under two and a half I don't think it would have been a pick and price I think you would have been seeing the over priced more like something along the lines of uh, minus 200 or just slightly under maybe 8 to 15 4 to 7 because this game has produced a lot of goals over the years but under Mikel Arteta this is a different Arsenal that have cashed a lot of unders since he took over. And I think the bookies are looking at the, that statistical data and looking at the stakes of the game and looking at what Arsenal did against Man City and possibly forecasting that we're going to see similar sort of tactics in a similar sort of game and possibly a scoreless 45 minutes. And if you do take a stab on that bet, then a scoreless 45 minutes will definitely leave you in good shape. And I wouldn't be worried either, as I said, if Arsenal were to score the first goal. Before we close out with a lock for this game, let me take a second here to give a shout out to Ace Per Head. If you've ever thought about starting your own sportsbook but don't know how, Ace is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 with some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers live betting and an amazing mobile betting experience. Get started today. And Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Okay, let's uh, let's have a look at a lock for the show. This is very, very difficult because I've talked a lot about pattern of play. I think I know what's going to happen here in terms of uh, Arsenal coming out with a, with a game plan to contain Chelsea, trying to hit them on the break. And Chelsea dominating large amounts of possession in this game. So the bet I'm going to go for here is I'm going to go for the under 4.5 cards in this game. And here's why. I don't think this is going to be an aggressive game. When you look at the Manchester City versus Arsenal game, which is a similar template to what I'm expecting here in terms of one team dominating the ball and and creating the chances and Arsenal trying to hit them on the counter-attack, I don't think that we get five bookings here because we didn't get a single one for either team here 
in the Manchester City versus Arsenal game. If we're looking at the template of that semi-final, plus I think the the referees will be reluctant, and they usually are in in cup finals, to start brandishing the cards early. So I think we're going to allow Arsenal to make some fouls on the outside of the box, on the likes of uh, Mount and Willian and and Pulisic, who can obviously draw people into some tackles they don't want to make. But I don't think that we're going to get a yellow card early. I don't think we're going to see the referee keen to brandish his cards in a cup final and be the centre of attention. So I think he's going to let some shit go. And I think it may take some time before we start seeing Arsenal get some cards in this game. Plus, of course, as I said, if Arsenal manage to to penetrate first, that's not going to be a danger to you. It's not going to change the pattern of play. What will change the game is if Arsenal are chasing it and are 1-0 down. But at the same time, I don't see Chelsea making those fouls while Arsenal are on attack. So whereas Arsenal's defence aren't likely to to give away too many yellow cards in terms of them sitting back and inviting Chelsea to break them down, they're also certainly not going to give cards away whilst they're attacking the game. We may see some stuff towards the end for for time-wasting and, and things of that nature and and silly and silly professional fouls in the middle of the pitch. But I don't think that we see five when a similar sort of game where you're looking at Manchester City versus Arsenal didn't produce a single one. Also, when you look at the Manchester United versus Chelsea FA Cup semi-final as well, you'll see that there was only one yellow card given in the entire game. And that's off the back of 27 fouls in that game. So 27 fouls in that game produced just one yellow card and 16 fouls in the Manchester City Arsenal game produced no yellow cards at all. And that was with Manchester City controlling 70% of the possession, having 12 shots with only two on target. They still didn't didn't entice Arsenal into making any silly challenges that resulted in bookings. I think this number's too high. I think they're looking at the two teams. I think they're looking at London Derby. I think they're looking at the likes of David Luiz and, and players of that nature and, and Granit, Granit Xhaka on the pitch making some sort of silly challenges and losing their call and, and Arsenal racking up the bookings here. Arsenal are actually four to six to get the most bookings in the match. I do like that. I think if one team gets the most bookings, it's going to be Arsenal. I also like Chelsea on the, the minus one to get the more corners because they're going to be the team doing the more pressing and Chelsea on the minus one for the corners that or minus 1.5 because that can't actually push that's available at six to four these are all bets I like in terms of the pattern of play and as I said I wouldn't discourage anyone from taking the under in this game because I do feel that Arsenal's plan will be to contain and it's in no danger if Arsenal get the same get the first goal because we're going to see the same pattern of play with Chelsea pressing the game as well and uh, making it unlikely we get to three goals especially if we see a nil nil first half here I also like the first half under one on the first half goal line, which is available at even money. So if there's only one goal, you get a push. If there's two goals, you lose. If there's no goals, you win. So that's the Asian first half goal line market as well for this game. So maybe some complex markets there that you may not be able to get. I'm not sure what your books have, but this is the stuff that I like. I I really like that bet for the under 4.5 yellow cards. Um, If you want me to just go simplistic here and and find a lean that is going to be widespread on all books, I like Arsenal on the double chance of four to six. I do like Arsenal to avoid a defeat here. I actually like Arsenal to win this trophy as well. I just feel that that Manchester City performance did have indicators of, of name on the cup syndrome. We've seen it before. We've seen teams that just find a way to to grind out wins and you just feel like their name may be on the trophy. That could be the case for Arsenal. And as I said earlier, that's the only re, only route into European football. If they don't win this game, Wolves will qualify for the Europa League. And um, 
as I also said, it might be a blessing if Arsenal don't win this and don't have to play European football next season because they don't have the, the greatest squad and it may benefit them to get their first eleven out as many times as they can. But obviously the main thing I think will benefit Arsenal was getting uh, a Bamiang to sign a new contract, which he still hasn't done. So that sort of concludes your your FA Cup preview there. As I said, to reiterate, the lock is the under 4.5 bookings in the in the yellow cards, in the bookings market, sorry. Um, looking at next season quickly, um, the odds are out for the outright winners of the league. And Man City have been installed as favourites at even money. Liverpool are 13-8 to eight to retain. Man United at 8-1 to one to win it. 14-1 to one Chelsea, 66-1 to one for both Arsenal and Tottenham. My lean there would be towards Manchester City getting the title back. I don't think that Liverpool are going to retain. I think they've been very much found out in the second half of the season. I don't think that they took their foot off the gas as much as people are saying. I think Man City, if they can sign a defender, and I would go for Kua Bali over Nathan Ake for sure. I think if they can spend that money, even though he's 29 years old, they need to spend that money. If they can spend that money, they'll win the league back next season. I'm hoping as a Man United fan that we can challenge. I think we need two or three more signings to compete. I think we need a centre-back. I do think we need to get the Sancho deal over the line. I prefer him to Kingsley Coman. But I think we need to, at the very least, retain our spot in the top four. We're looking at the top four places. We have Man City at one to twenty, eleven to two on Liverpool, two to five Man United, eight to eleven Chelsea, seven to two Tottenham, six to one Arsenal, six to one Leicester, and six to one Wolves. It's funny that Arsenal are now linked in the same bracket as those teams, which shows how much they've declined this season with their poor eighth place finish. Which is why it's so essential that they give their fans something and turn up here for the FA Cup, even though it make their schedule more difficult next season. So that's a very very quick look at next season's odds there will be an EPL show preview once we get near the start of the EPL season but in the meantime make sure you check out those previews for the Champions League and the Europa League they'll be dropping a few days after this show we'll be doing an extensive breakdown of all of the futures markets for both of those tournaments to make sure that you check it out that is it for this FA Cup final preview and that is it for the EPL show for 2019 and 20. I want to thank you all for listening all year round. I want to thank you all for listening for the last six years as we move on to our brand new soccer feed for the 2020-2021 season. Disappointed with this season, Jose? No, I'm very happy. I think it is my biggest achievement, keeping Tottenham in the Premier League. I don't have one good player, not one. Uh, Harry Kane? Oh, the English Pele. Well, he has scored a lot of goals. And like Pele, he likes to claim he scored goals he never scored. Well, maybe he'd score more in a more attacking team. I promised him next season I would play him further up the pitch. I will. I promise to keep him happy. In fact, I think he will make a fantastic defensive midfielder. Well, I'm not happy, of course. I think we mentioned it very unfair. We did nothing wrong to the financial fair play, the fake news, as I call it. Um, they suspend us, okay, they lift, but they give us a 10 million pound fine that I don't know if we will ever financially recover from. But Pep, everyone wants to know, will you play by the rules next year? Yeah, we will play by the rules, of course. Of course we will play by the rules, yeah. They'll never get us, Pep. Look, we're absolutely delighted, of course. Uh, couldn't be any prouder of my boys. Uh, we're fantastic since lockdown. And great to finish inside the top four. And great to get our medals too. What medals? Our medals. We've been top of the league since Bruno came. Fantastic. 
first of all, good evening. I just want to give a little message to Arsenal. You want to say, ha? You should never attack me. No. I was treated very harsh, but I don't hold a grudge. And I hope next season that you get relegated. Ha! Good evening. I'm so happy and so proud of these players. I have a vision for them. I have a plan. And I have to execute it. What is your vision for these Arsenal players? Well, I have to convince these players to leave the club. Oh, leave? Mm -hmm. How many players do you need to bring in to close the gap, Miguel? We need one or two players for every position. If we get those, it will be beautiful. How are you feeling, Jürgen? Just wow. You know, I, in this moment for sure, we, we did this for Kenny. We did it for Stevie G, who slipped in his ass many years ago. We did it for Luis Suarez, who was so hungry for a league title here. <laughs> he tried to beat an opponent. <laughs> we did it for the legend of the club. Barnes, Paisley, Rush, Carragher, Balotelli. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers, I thank you too. <laughs> that dentist you recommended did an unbelievable job on my teeth. I have to go. Thank you. Thank you. I have. Boom. Well, European champions, world club champions in very recent memory. But after 30 years, this might just be the biggest lift for Liverpool. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.